Nets four, Sharks one. Game one is in the books, and the Golden Knights are one and zero. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is one thirty-five a.m. I just got home from the arena. I am Danny Webster, your host, and I, the fact that I just now got home from the arena and we're talking about this game. Shows you what kind of night I had, but in any event, uh, we are here, we are talking about the season opening victory for the Golden Knights, 4-1, at least Act 1 of the revenge plot against the Sharks has been completed, the Golden Knights get a long-awaited season opening victory, one that has been probably been talked about ad nauseum since the schedule came out and of course they had to play the Sharks another time on Friday it's just all one big mess but in any event the Golden Knights did get the victory Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury had 21 saves for his 440th win in the National Hockey League that was his 10th season opening victory tying Marty Brodeur and Curtis Joseph for the most all-time in NHL history. And he's five wins away now from tying Terry Sawchuk for seventh all-time on the league's win list. Uh, Two goals on the night for Riley Smith, two assists on the night for William Carlson, giving him 100 and 101 in his NHL career. A goal for Mark Stone also had an assist on the night for a two-point night, picking up where he left off in the playoffs. But the story tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is the man who wears number nine, and that is Cody Glass. The first-ever Golden Knights draft pick made his NHL debut on Wednesday night, and he scores a goal in his first NHL game on his very first NHL shot and the man was rightfully so all smiles and full of elation after the win. Yeah, it's special. Um, the dream of it as a kid and uh, for it to come true like that, it's, uh, it's unbelievable and it's very emotional. But um, no, just when I was sitting on the benches, I just had goosebumps. The crowd was unbelievable and um, no, it was a very special moment. You could probably imagine the amount of tossing and turning that Cody Glass was going through for the last 48 hours couldn't get a lot of sleep couldn't get a lot of naps in wondering if he did everything in his power to make the roster and in and part of a a regular season crowd of 18,000 I think it was 18858 or something of that nature a Golden Knights regular season attendance record and two of those Fans in attendance, Cody Glass's father and his brother watching him make history. And it was just a great moment. And ironically enough, Gerard Gallant said today after the morning skate that he wants to see Glass get a little bit more scoring hungry. He's been doing a lot of the playmaking. They want to see him get get in as good of a position as you can to score. And... He did that today because in that on that goal, not only was it a very nice play, it was also a very crucial goal at the time because the Golden Knights were up 2-1. to one. They score the first two goals of the game in the first five-plus minutes. 
Stone scores on that power play goal. Less than two minutes later, uh, Riley Smith scores his first of two. And they're cooking. The Golden Knights are cooking. I think I looked up at one point. The shots were 11-4 to in the first period. And then Marcus Sorensen comes later on about 12, 13 minutes in and uh, scores uh, his goal to make it 2-1. to one. It was actually a 12-14 in the first period. And he cuts the lead to 2-1. to one. All of a sudden, well, the Sharks are right back in it. Martin Jones settles down, makes some very good saves because that game could have been blown wide open had William Carlson scored at least one or two of those goals. He had a lot of good chances tonight. But Jones settles in. He's playing well, and then Glass scores that goal, which was a great play by that entire line because Stone retrieves the puck off the back check. He's heading toward the blue line. Here's Pacioretty, chips it along the boards to Pacioretty, fires a rocket of a cross-ice pass over to Glass, who is at the back door and beats Jones far side for the huge goal and to give it a 3-1 cushion. And that kind of uh, that kind of moment puts a lot of things in perspective for the guy who passed the puck to Cody Glass, because at the morning skate today, or I guess we can say now yesterday, Max Pacioretty was asked to kind of give his insight on his very first game in the NHL, and it was his very first shot, very first goal. So. I brought it up to him after the game, and it's a little bit of a little bit of a butterfly effect, I guess you can say. You told that story uh, today about you scoring on your very first shot in your very first yeah. game. You set him up for his very first shot. He yeah. scores in his first game. Just kind, of, kind of butterfly effect type of word. Yeah, I, I know. I'd be lying if I said I, I didn't want to go out there tonight and try and make Cody look good. You know, uh, that's just you know the. The way things go when you play with a you know a player like that, I want to go out there and he has an opportunity right now, and uh, I want to go out there and try and make him look good in his first NHL game. It wasn't completely perfect, and I wasn't you know completely successful at that, but uh, that's just says a lot about him as a as a kid and as a as a player that you know guys want to uh, go out there and they want to play with him and they want to uh, elevate his game because he elevates our game, um, you know, through his smart play and through his poise. And the best part of that whole thing was just him saying, "Well, I'd be, I'd be lying if I didn't say I'd, I wanted Cody to look. If I didn't say I wanted Cody to look good, I mean that that's fantastic. That is a guy who, I mean, we already know the consummate professional that uh, that Max Pacioretty is, and what he's doing right now, taking Cody Glass under his wing, is very." It's very awesome to see just the connection that those two have built over the last couple of years with Glass skating with Pacioretty uh, during training camp and preseason last year. And to see that development and to see that chemistry, now you add in a guy like Mark Stone, and the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit for that one. And right now with Cody Glass, it's all about an opportunity because he's now skating on that line with two bona fide stars. Paul Stasny has been skating on the third line with Brandon Peary and Valentin Zikov, and for the last two times we've seen that now, that line has looked very solid. 
And that's a huge testament to the work of Paul Stasny and the consummate professional that he is, knowing that he needed to go down a line and he's been playing very well. So Glass is making the most of his opportunity and already in game one he's got a goal and he's doing a lot of the little things right. He's not making too many mistakes. He's going out there, finding the right passing lanes. He's being patient with the puck. He's not trying to make too many uh, too many try-hard plays, and it's worked out for him. But now who knows what's to come when Cody Egan comes back. Um, according to the NHL media page, Cody, or Cody Egan is on injured reserve. So who knows what his status is going to look like going forward. But right now, Cody Glass is on the roster. He's going to get an opportunity. Gerard Gallant has been preaching opportunity for these guys. And so far, one game in, mission accomplished. Now can you do it in San Jose on Friday when these two teams meet again? And I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. But one thing's for sure. If this is the first of many goals to come, like his teammates have told him over the last last number of days, or yeah, they said that the goals are going to be coming, it's going to be very hard for Cody Glass to stay out of the lineup even when Cody comes back. And I'm sure there's going to be a, something will be done, but it's going to be very hard to see Cody Glass out of this lineup. So coming up next, uh, we're going to take a quick little break. But we are going to come back with the not-so-good news of the evening, and that being the fate of Nate Schmidt. What is his status going forward? And does this mean we're going to see another rookie make his debut on Friday? Meaning, Or could one rookie make his debut? Could another rookie play in his second game? That being Jimmy Schultz, the, the before being Nicholas Haig. We will take a quick break, and we will dissect that when we come back. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we do need to kind of bring the mood down a little bit. After talking on such a high about Cody Glass, we now need to talk about what is to come for the fate of Nate Schmidt. Uh, Schmidt left the game at 9.29 of the first period after banging knees with Sharks captain Logan Couture. Uh, didn't look like a dirty play, just a, just a casual run-of-the-mill collision, and it just so happened that Schmidt's left knee kind of banged against Couture, and Schmidt took the brunt of it. He got to be helped off the ice by the trainer, uh, by the training staff, and did looking at the TV while the game while the broadcast was going on didn't look like he put a lot of weight on his left leg. So a uh, very concerning time. I don't think it's like a season ending type of deal. I'd be I I mean I, I think anybody who thinks it's a season ending already in week one could be but you never know with, with knees and whatnot you you always hate to brace for the brace yourself for the worst. But you never know. But I think Nate Schmidt is going to miss some time. Would not be shocked if he missed Friday's game at San Jose. So obviously that's a huge blow. Uh, We'll obviously know more 
later today when Gerard Gallant gives an update. I asked him after after the game if there was an update and casual Vegas answer. We should know this by now. Uh, we'll know more tomorrow were the exact words from Gerard Gallant. So uh, obviously if Nate Schmidt misses some time, obviously it's a huge blow given how good he has been over the last two years being one of the Golden Knights' best overall defensemen, plays the power play, shuts down the opposing top line, does well initiating the rush. Like, he does all the things you want in a in a bona fide two-way defenseman. So now we have to assess the situation. If Nate Schmidt is out for however many games, now comes either... Nick Haig, who was just recently called up back to Vegas uh, before the game started. Now, obviously, they had no idea that Nate Schmidt was going to go down, so the call, the recall of Nicholas Haig was more so in tune with the corresponding roster moves of potentially Cody Eakin and Alex Tuck going on injured reserve. Um, so there is that component. Jimmy Schultz is also on the roster. He was a healthy scratch on Wednesday. He could slide in as well should, uh, should Nate Schmidt not play on Friday. But it's interesting to look at this and say, after what we saw on Sunday against San Jose in the final preseason game, that Nick Haig just happened to be called back up. We're going to get it. I'm not saying it's definitive, but if there is a chance to see Nick Haig with Braden McNabb again, that could be the best situation for him. And if Nate Schmidt is again, he's out for a long period of time, that could be a blessing in disguise. Now, also, Haig could slide along with Derek Englund, push uh, Nick Holden. Uh, well, Nick, well, actually, no, that wouldn't make sense now. I, I don't know what I'm thinking. Again, it's 1.49 in the morning, guys. I have no idea what I'm thinking. Um, he could play, well, realistically, he could play with Derek Englund and have the veteran presence, but I think playing with Braden McNabb, that little experience he had on Sunday could prove beneficial. We'll find out. Uh, as far as the Sharks go, yeah, they're uh, they're dropping like flies, or for at least right now they're dropping like flies. Uh, we already we already know about the situation with Evander Kane uh, served the first game of his three game suspension. Uh, he will obviously miss Friday's game, so really can't take that into consideration. But then the Sharks lost Timo Meyer and Kevin LeBanc late in the third period. That was uh, that's uh, not really uh, not really good. Not not good if you're the Sharks who've already lost one forward, and the status for the Sharks or those two Sharks players, two very important Sharks players, I should I should have mentioned. No update, and I'm pretty sure the Sharks will not say anything until Thursday or Friday. Could be nothing. Could be something. You never know. Uh, another thing that could be nothing or could be something is the status of Eric Carlson, who was a late scratch Wednesday due to a personal reason. Now, obviously, uh, 
the most important thing is hope everything is okay with Eric Carlson and his family. That's the most important thing. Um, I've heard that it's not as bad as a lot of people would have initially thought it was, so that's good news. Uh, but Peter DeBoer did not clarify uh, Eric Carlson's status for Friday. So there is a chance Eric Carlson could miss both of the games against Vegas, but don't be surprised if uh, Carlson misses or Carlson does play on Friday. Don't be surprised if he does is what I should say. So the Sharks could be shorthanded heading into Friday. The Golden Knights could be down one of their top blue liners. It's just one grand old party right now, guys. Isn't it great? Everything you ever wanted in a Golden Knights Sharks game, other than referees getting taken down for the third, for the second or third time in three days, it's a it's a grand old party when the Golden Knights and Sharks get together. And somehow we had less fighting in this game than we did all of Sunday. I wonder if that's the Evander Kane effect. I don't know. Um, but coming up next, we're going to take another short break, but then we're just going to do a little bit of a rundown on the uh, rest of the league, uh, the other games that were on Wednesday to kick off the new season, and uh, just kind of, get, kind of get you ready for what's to come on Thursday. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Danny Webster. All that jazz, you know that by now. So four games opened the 2019-2020 NHL season today. Uh, Obviously, we know about the Golden Knights. Again, 4-1 victory over the Sharks today. But three other games went down today, including the battle of the past two Stanley Cup champions, One team that the Golden Knights know very well, the Washington Capitals, defeated the St. Louis Blues 3-2 in overtime uh, thanks to a Jacob Verona goal in OT. Uh, The Blues had a 2-1 lead in the first. Capitals came back to tie it. And from then on, it was just a goalie battle, and Braden Holtby got the better of Jordan Bennington in the end. 3-2 victory for the Caps over the Blues. Uh, The Maple Leafs, 5-3 victory over the Ottawa Senators. Uh, One goal for Brady Kachuk. And also on that goal for Brady Kachuk, an assist by old buddy Eric Brandstrom. Yes, the, the young prospect defenseman who was involved, who was the key piece in the trade for Mark Stone. Got his uh, first NHL assist. How do you reward someone for getting his first NHL assist? You get cut by a skate to the face. Ouch. Uh, Brandstrom is getting stitches from last I saw. And hopefully uh, the brand wagon uh, keeps on chugging. Uh, Two goals for Austin Matthews in this game as well. And that's all I'm going to say about Austin Matthews for that. Uh, The Oilers opened up the new year with a 3-2 victory over the Canucks. And the game-winning goal scored by 
apparent Superman, Connor McDavid, because after watching that knee injury late last season and seeing him come back and just go from 0 to 60 in like 1.5 seconds to score that game-winning goal at a 14.37 in the third, uh, good stuff from the Oilers and a good start uh, to a new Oilers era that is much needed after the debacle of the last number of years. So good start for McDavid and crew. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl also scored a goal for the Edmonton Oilers. So just a four-game slate to begin the season, but you know what? It's a good sign. just means that hockey is back, and it's a good, good thing. All right, so I think that is going to wrap it up for us today, guys. As the clock now hits 2 a.m., this is going to be going up. Y'all are going to be probably hearing this by the time that there's an update on Nate Schmidt. Uh, When that arrives, we will have that update for you for tomorrow's pod. Uh, we'll, We'll scour the Golden Knights locker room and see what else we can find. But until then, we will catch you guys tomorrow for what what is this episode four now holy cow we're already in four episodes this has been one heck of a week this is this is exhausting this is exhausting already but we're having fun um you know what shameless plug before we go um please follow us on twitter at locked on vgk you can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. Uh, feel free to send us an email, uh, LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. Uh, I promise if you send an email, as long as it's nice and not a spam email looking for $3 million in Bitcoin, I will be more than happy to respond. Uh, please make sure to, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, once again, uh, subscribe, download, please leave a rating, uh, please leave a comment. All feedback is welcomed, good, bad, indifferent. Uh, grievances will be aired. I, I welcome those. Uh, if you don't like my voice, if you don't like my delivery, I can't really change that. But if there's anything you'd like to see on the pod, yes, please let me know. And I am open to any and all suggestions. Again, we're on Apple we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Stitcher. I'm still dedicated at some point to look up the origin of Stitcher because I need to learn more about this thing because we are on there apparently. In any event, (laughs) um, yeah, please leave any comments, feedback, um, anything you want to hear on the pod, any discussions. Uh, We'll probably do a mailbag at some point. probably within one of the off days this week would love to get a mailbag going just so we can uh so we can dive in and have a little bit of a conversation so uh that's gonna do it for us guys big slate of games smart let me count this one two three four five six seven eight games tomorrow hockey is back and it's so good so good so good so good all right guys we're gonna get out of here uh because as the clock now hits 2 a.m., it's time to go. Uh, I am Danny Webster. Thank you guys for joining me, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one.